Are you a sex worker looking to build a new website or a website redesign? Then you'll want to consider Fox Digital. They did a fantastic job designing my website, Stripped by Sia. If you want your website done, mention that you're a listener of the show at foxdigital.design for 20% off. Tell them I sent you. Welcome back to an episode of Stripped by Sia, your podcast for strippers, sex workers, and all the fancy naked people in between. I am your host, Steph Sia, aka Kimchi on stage, or maybe I'm retired. I don't know if I'm retired from dancing yet, but I'm not feeling it. And uh, that's what's happening. So you can actually find me online because I'm also a digital content creator. I'm also a cam model as well as a former sugar baby. So I've had lots of many years of experience um, in the industry. And this show is all about destigmatizing the adult industry because a lot of the times people make assumptions and then oftentimes not true or wildly stereotyped or exaggerated. So I try to do my best in bringing on different guests every single week from different corners of the industry to tell us what it's actually like in the real world with, uh, yeah, real testimonials and just transparency. So that is what we do here on Stripped by Sia. Um, there's new episodes every single Sunday. I'm just going to put this out there. If you do like the show, please like, share, comment, do all the things. Um, rate five stars. That is how the show gets out there. And it's free resources for all y'all because I don't believe in gatekeeping. Yay. <laughs> um, a lot of you have been here since day one. We've been doing the show for the past four years now. And we also have a Patreon as well. If you're looking at financially supporting the show, people are like, where can I donate to? You can donate on my Patreon. And there's Patreon Patreon tiers that start as low as $4 a month. That can get you some access to bonus content, lots of bonus episodes that are on there that don't make it to the public, public um, I guess, yeah, official episodes and whatnot. Um, there's also video exclusive content, which you'll see our lovely creators and guests that I bring onto the show that can be found there. And um, lots of other great stuff. So including fan recognition shout outs, just want to say a quick hello to Snoosu. We've got Jay Sunsern, Justin Erickson, Ted McGuire, Geyser, Selena Money, Moxie Mayhem, and Erica Rajo. You guys are all in the top tier. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to know where your money is going, it is going towards new equipment and that's why I took a little bit of a break in August and also because of burnout um, to upgrade equipment and also I need to buy a new laptop because my laptop keeps dying which is why I'm talking really fast so my laptop doesn't die during this episode so that's when your money's going check it out it's patreon.com slash stripped by Sia and another quick little shout out here just wanted to say hello to the network that I'm on, which is Skyhawk After Dark TV. It is a network of other like-minded adult stars and also people in the industry that have podcasts and video casts that are all up on there. So go check it out. It's skyhawkafterdark.tv. And last but not least, because I have to say all this stuff, um, well, because not because I'm obligated to, because I want to, um, we do have my sponsors, Fox Digital, who made my lovely website, strippedbysia.com, and my lovely friend, Anthony, who's behind that, helps sex workers make lovely websites. So he's giving 
listeners 20% off. So feel free to check them out. It's foxdigital.design. Managed to get that under five minutes. That is great. I haven't done this in a while. I feel a little bit rusty. <laughs> Our guest is clapping. If you are watching here on Patreon, you already know who this is. If you are not familiar, um, you guys are in for a real treat today. First of all, the topic at hand is all about mastering solo content. And if you're a creator like me that only does solo content now and doesn't collaborate with other people, and that's okay, you're allowed to do that. Um, this episode is for you. Or maybe you are an established person, do lots of collaborations, and you just can't make the time to meet with people. And you're like, I need a bit of refresh and I need some other content. This is an amazing episode. I cannot wait to get into all the things. She's patiently waiting here. Her name is B York. I am so excited to bring her on today. She is waving the queen wave over here on video. Um, if you're unfamiliar with B's work or who that person is, she's an adult entertainer and independent content creator who I recently saw at Expos Miami, who is speaking on a similar topic called the art of the cliff, which was amazing. And She's also won many, many, many awards. So highly esteemed guests. I am super excited to get chatting into all the things. Welcome to the show, B. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I cannot wait to chat with you. I know a lot of people are really looking forward to this episode and to learn all the things and for you to share your knowledge and expertise with us today. Um, gosh, I just want to say, like, how did that introduction go? Like, did I miss anything? Can, did you want to do your own introduction? I usually throw it back to people. <laughs> uh, no, I think I think you said all of, I mean, the critical things. I don't know. I get in trouble for being too modest. Um, <laughs> but yeah, pretty much I'm a solo adult content creator. I do occasionally collab, but everything that I produce is pretty much just me start to finish um and if i am working with someone else it's still me handling equipment and everything and editing and all the fun stuff <laughs> well that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today is is pretty much everything from start to finish when you are making solo content you're making all these clips and whatnot photo sets etc um but before we kind of get into those details maybe we can start at the very beginning in terms of like how you got started in the industry like what was your what were your humble beginnings my beginnings were very humble indeed uh so I started out um selling panties on reddit um as a lot of people have I found out <laughs> or at least a lot of um people redditors have found out um but it really just started off with that. And then, of course, while I was trying to hustle panties, I needed to create like some photos to build up my online presence and make my product more desirable. So it started off with just slowly like creating a, a fan base um, that way. And then uh, eventually someone asked me like, oh, can you offer sexting? Um, can you do this thing? And it evolved to eventually someone asking me to uh, create a custom role play video for them. Or I think it was just a very simple masturbation video. Um, and I was like, okay, okay, I can do that. Um, and it was filmed on my phone. It was not very wonderful quality. It's 
actually posted on the hub. Um, <laughs> if anyone wants to watch it, <laughs> it's there. Um, and it, I mean, I cringe when I look at my old work, but I mean, it was, it was me learning and it was a very, very amateur creator. And I think that was the appeal of it. Um, so I started making more clips from that um, and kind of established myself as a clip artist. And I had a really, really good um, client who I would definitely say is my friend at this point. Um, once tell me like, you know, they're not actually watching for the quality. They're watching for your personality because yes. like, there's a lot you could fix. And I was like, what? Really? <laughs> like, I was just like, I, I wasn't even offended. But I was just like, okay, then teach me. Um, and, and so he broke down lighting basics for me and like some audio and editing stuff so I could like start making better content. Wow. And it's, yeah. just, it's just kind of snowballed since that. <laughs> That's amazing. That's quite the journey too. And like we, again, we have a whole episode dedicated to selling panties. If you want to listen to that episode, it's Adelma Rosen, Adelma Rosa back in season three, four, go back into the archives. You're interested in that. But yeah, a lot of people definitely do get started off that way or just in general selling off Reddit, which is, can be a a beast uh, of a a platform, which can be quite intimidating. Um, Yeah. I mean, your humble beginnings. I feel like it's a, a lot of people share a similar story. Um, you know, you start doing things one certain way. And then also with myself, like a client has also asked for customs and you start kind of making more and making specific content and whatnot. So it's really exciting to hear how much more success you've, you've gotten since, uh, the, the, since like, the very beginning <laughs> and it's really nice that you had a fan to like help you out and give you some pointers and be like hey let me help you make some more money and here's some tips um which we'll definitely go into today <laughs> um when you were when you were first beginning um B, what was the most challenging thing when you when you first started like what what was that for you so one of the things for me was that I have absolutely no real creative background. Um, I majored in accounting um, and was never, I mean, I've always been like kind of like DIY creative, but not like any sort of technical knowledge of like photography, cinematography, um, editing or any of that. Um, So it was just kind of like learning the basics from like the very, very bottom, like learning lighting, learning angles, um, and kind of like, I don't know, it was a lot of trial and error of like, oh, this did not perform well because, well, the lighting is terrible and it's not very flattering. Um, So I think there's like that rough patch of, of growing pains, but I mean, a lot of people have to experience growing pains in some way, so. I guess it's totally. part of the process. Definitely part of the process for sure. And we are definitely going to go into more details in regards to lighting and, and equipment and stuff like that later on the show. But you also mentioned something too. Um, you know, it's not just about selling the product. It's also about a selling personality and honestly how that is much more important than just creating content for the sake of creating content. And you're nodding at me. So 
maybe we can kind of go into that because I think that is such an important topic to talk about. Yeah, I mean, the the honest truth is that we do work in a fairly saturated market. So the thing that distinguish a photo or video of us from anyone else's that's themed the same way is that we are the one that that produced it and and we put our love and personality and whatever magic into it um and our fans eat that up because they they want us um and it's like yeah there's like niche um fetishes and things that you can get into content wise and that's a great way to expand your audience but your fans are always going to come back because you have that like extra little spark and like whatever it is that is about, you know, that makes you feel special about you, you can bottle it up and market it. Mm-hmm. And then in that, like with marketing that, like how, how do you get there? Like how do you, you know, how, how do you really lean into selling your personality? Cause I think maybe a lot of people struggle with that or they kind of, think like, okay, I need to be like this. This is what other performers are doing and this is what makes them successful. So that must be the recipe for success. But no, 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 like that is, maybe that works for some people, but you know, how to maintain your own integrity and and be true to yourself. How do you, how do you do all that? Uh, I mean, I honestly, who I am online is fairly similar to who I am in, in real life. Um, so it was kind of easy for me to pretty much just, you know, blend those personalities together. But a lot of things that can help is finding other creators or just even your friends um, kind of like come together and, and do like, um, what is it? like where you just write down like uh, like a cloud, like a brain- word cloud. Yeah, brainstorm- yeah, yeah, like a brainstorming <laughs> sesh. <laughs> This is a terrible time for like work to be struggling with words, but uh, yeah, just kind of like brainstorm with each other. And I've done that with other uh, creators and I've done it professionally with PS group Um, coming up with ways to like define who you are as a brand, as a creator. Um, But you know, if, if you just want it on a more simple level, you can utilize your friends, you can utilize your coworkers and see, um, what things other people say about you that like stick out. You can also use your fans because uh, yes. I've, I've asked Instagram, like describe me in three words. I have a work project to do on branding. Um, <laughs> <and> it's worked. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Throwing that back to your fans. Cause you know, your fans, you know, in a certain way, whatever you put out online, like they know you best. Right. So I think it's really important to to know that as well and, and to kind of hear that too. It's kind of a cool strategy. Um, in line with that, I think it's really important, and you mentioned this as well, um, but knowing your audience. Tell us about that and why that might be really important to success. I think it is for any sort of like sales of pretty much anything. Like if it's, I came from retail many, many years ago. Didn't uh, we all? So, <laughs> <laughs> gotta do your time. 
um, <laughs> or even just like any sort of person to person kind of business is that you have a target art audience that you want to achieve. You have the audience that actually comes to you um, and kind of get a feel, learn about them, learn what kinds of things they like, learn about um, what kinds of things they do, they do their job, um, just anything you can absorb and you start to pick up on trends. So I know, I know that my target audience is usually nerdy people like me. So I know <laughs> that it's worth my time to invest in other nerdy things and activities and share that with my fans. And they love that too, by the way, they love <laughs> that. So, <laughs> so really lean into that people. <laughs> Um, going into the specifics of your own work, can you tell us a little about the content that you produce? I know that you were talking about before uh, different photo sets, like clips and stuff like that. But tell us about the type of content that you regularly produce. Uh, so I still like to consider myself a clip artist, but I, I think at this day and age, I just need to accept that I am definitely an all-around content creator or, you know, subscription focused, um, mixed media content creator. So I do do a lot of like in-depth role play, uh, videos, and then a lot of photo sets that are fancier and, and like really require, um, a lot of thought and buying props and creating backgrounds or like building backgrounds. Um, and then also there's just creating fun things and behind the scenes or just casual, um, more personal content like selfies and things. So it's a pretty wide range, um, but I kind of feel like the market has created that that need for, for depth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And there's something really, really fascinating and kind of just, I don't know, personal and and intimate about like independent content creators and, and the fact that, you know, your fans can almost like get access to you and how much that has like, shifted from say before when like, you know, say like major porn stars and stuff like where they weren't as accessible before too. But tell us about that, like that closeness, that, that importance about like maintaining those relationships with your fans, especially as a subscription based creator. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it can be a lot. It can definitely be yes. like you are <laughs> giving a small part of yourself um, <laughs> at all times. Every day, every day, all day. Yes. Um, but I think it is important to remind people that we are human. Um, we are human beings that create wonderful, saucy content. Um, so I like establishing those relationships with my best fans and just even just talking about like, Oh, I can go on and on with anyone who talks to me about camera gear. If you are a photographer <laughs> and you end up in my DMs, um, I will I will ask to see your work. Um, <laughs> I will get so excited, even though it's like completely a, a, a like they could be a bird photographer, and I'll be like, "Oh, this is so cool! You're <laughs> awesome." Um, but yeah, like as a whole, it's just fun having that ability to share that, hey, 
a, a real person made this thing. And I think we've kind of like, not just in adult content, but in like the greater world, we've kind of learned to shop small or shop smaller in this yeah. age of like, you know, hyper consumerism and, and mega corpse. Oh, hi kitten. Oh, I was going to say, I was gonna, like, someone <laughs> popped their head in here. <laughs> just saying hello. Um, going into more specifics about, you know, the type of content you make and like the photo sets and stuff too. Um, do you have a certain like creative process that gets you kind of like in the working zone of like, okay, this is what I'm visualizing. This is what I want the outcome to be. Like how, like, what is your process from start to finish? If you don't want, if you don't mind going into that. So it totally depends on what kind of content, but the biggest thing for me at least, um, and I, I know it doesn't work for everyone, is I have a notebook. Um, I also use the notes app on my phone, but it's usually my notebook because the pen on paper really helps me like organize my thoughts. Um, and I will jot down just basic ideas. If it's something that doesn't need to be fully fleshed out, I can jot down just simple, a list of simple ideas that I want to work through. Um, if it's something more elaborate, I'll start, I won't like do a full on Pinterest board, but <laughs> I'll start saving, saving pictures and things, or even just saving Instagram posts of inspiration, um, and pull that, um, just so I can reference at any time. And then I'll start like planning if it's something like a shoot that requires me to do a specific setup. Um, I'll make a list of things that I need to purchase or kind of like sketch it out in a way like, okay, this is what I'm visualizing. Um, and then execution. Yeah. And yeah. Pray that it all comes out. <laughs> I know there's a little hope. You're like, fingers crossed. <laughs> what about like with, um, when you used to do clips or I know you still do clips too, but like how to get your mind around, okay, what are my best angles? How to figure that out? Like where to place the camera and stuff like that. Cause then I feel like with a lot of solo creators, um, they can kind of get in a funk sometimes um, or don't even know where to start. Tell us about that. So <laughs> you can <laughs> reference any of my old work if you need to see what <laughs> not to do. Um, I think Angles wise is something you learn because it's personal, like just kind of play around um, and take as many selfies and video clips of yourself to see what you like um, because everyone has better angles, like different angles. Um, I know what angles I hate filming myself. And if I <laughs> am asked to like film in a position or in a way that I know I'm not going to love, I, it'll show on in the video. So I stick to what I like. And I know that feeling more confident about the scene that I'm filming um, will make it that much better. Um, but the other big thing is lighting. Lighting is so, so amazingly helpful. And it'll make every a really well lit room will make everything super flattering, um, or a lot more flattering. Um, if you can get as close to natural light as possible, um, it's just gonna, it's gonna make things come together a lot better than if you weren't doing those things. So if you have natural light, utilize it. 
depending on where it is, pretty much you want as much of you um, lit as as possible and not overexposed or anything. Um, I've made a short little like YouTube tutorial about that um, that kind of goes over like if a light is on one side of your face and it's not balanced out by another light, how the harsh lighting could be something you want, but usually not. Um, and just kind of learning some of the basics. There's so many tutorials online too. Um, but yeah, lighting, lighting is, is so helpful. It really is a game changer. Like, oh, 100%. If you're watching on Patreon, you can see the difference right now. <laughs> Between B's lighting and my lighting. <laughs> um, I just have a ring light and natural light off to the side. It's not perfect. If I was in my, my studio, I promise it would be so much better. <laughs> you know, it lo- looks a lot better than mine. So <laughs> we'll go with that. But you're well lit. At least you can see my face. <laughs> it's important. No, your lighting is just fine. Thank you. <laughs> um, also going with lighting, like, do you have a specific brand of lighting that you use or you were just talking about, okay, I have a ring light and I have a natural light. Can you tell us a little bit about like more of these nerdy details? I'm sure that we all want to know. <laughs> I feel like, okay. So the first thing is ultimately it depends on what your budget is because I don't mm-hmm. want to suggest something that's like, Oh my God, I can never, I, I can't afford that. And, and now you feel like you're stuck um, because the lights I use, in my workspace are like a thousand dollars a piece. But oh my God. if you're starting out <laughs> um, and that's not even, that's not even an expensive light in the world of lighting. Um, if you're starting out, you can get like the near, nearer uh, brand lights uh, that you often see on Amazon and even like B and H. Um, and they usually run around anywhere between, 50 to like a hundred dollars uh, for like just a really solid ring light. And that's like a perfect starting point. Um, and then from there, I always suggest like they make like a really good uh, three light kit or three point light kit. So it's like your main light and two on the side. Um, and it's not too much more than that. And those are really, really great starting points. Um, I only did like a really deep overhaul of my lighting in my filming space. I think it was early last year. Um, so my like inexpensive light set did me solid for several years and and made plenty of clips that made me plenty of money. Um, so you don't need a super fancy setup at all. Um, so yeah, that, that would just, that would be my recommendation. Cool. That's a good starting point too. Yeah. Cause a, a lot of people, especially when they're first starting out and I know a lot of people listen to the show because they want to get, like, get started in the industry at some point. Right. So I know that you mentioned budget, like it can be very intimidating trying to shop for own stuff when you're looking for quality, but you know, um, the price tag can be just inaccessible to so many folks. So, so I'm really glad that you mentioned something that's like pretty entry level. You can just get on Amazon. Um, I also have those lights as well. They work great. So not using them right now. <laughs> um, but I'm glad it's a lot that you of work to that. set them up. It is a little right. And guys, it's, it's in the morning on my, on my regular day off. So I'm like, I'm going to take it easy today. Um, <laughs> another important thing that you mentioned in your notes B was, Framing, can you tell us a little bit more about 
framing and why that is key. So it's something that you kind of learn, or at least for me, I learned along the way is that you really, really want to focus on what you're selling. If it's a close up shot of like just penetration, you know, like make sure that's framed well, that it's not like this part of this side of the screen, way off to the left or way off to the right. Um, make sure that like you're captured in your best light or best way uh, possible. Um, and one of the things that I personally do is I film in 4K, even if I edit down to eight, 1080 to make sure I can always like kind of put myself perfectly within frame and I can always like crop. So I like, I'm focused exactly where I want to be. If like I'm, it's a dialogue heavy part you're like, you're only getting my face and you're getting like the eye contact and you're getting the full experience. Um, in my earlier work, it was just kind of like setting the camera up and doing my thing and kind of like going from there. So it's something that you, I, I, again, learned along the way. Some people might be a little bit more mindful of it from the get go. <laughs> and, and that would, that's awesome. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, framing is, is, is kind of interesting. Um, and also really, really important. And you're mentioning like, oh, yeah, you just when you first started, you would just kind of like prop your phone up and just like film. But like, what, what about like when you are kind of building clips together and kind of storyboarding it out? Like, do you have a process with that? Or how do you approach that? I am a little bit more chaotic um, than, <laughs> than I would like to admit. Um, so normally I have like an idea when it comes to a clip or if it's a custom video, I have the notes of what they want included. And so I'll know like, oh, I'm going to need, I'm going to need like a, a minute or two focused on just my, my boobs. Um, I'm going to need another minute just on my ass because those are worshiped focus points within the story. Um, so like, you know, there's a couple times where I like move my camera and tripod around to get the, the shot. Or sometimes it's like, okay, I know that I'm going to have to change scenes to switch from me, like setting the scene because all of my videos, all of my clips start out with, a uh, some sort of like dialogue to like set the scene since I'm just a solo creator. I don't have like two people to, to make a story. I usually talk to the camera um, to set it. And so there's like a wide shot and then close up to kind of get more intimate into the action. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, it's never planned out, like written out, but it's kind of like, okay, I know I'm going to do this. I know. And then it's just like, you know what? I think this needs to be changed. Okay. And then I'll like move my camera and tripod and like, okay, I'll add in this part. I think that'll make it a better story. Yeah, sounds like a lot of like visualization and like trial and error kind of thing and just checking things to see if it kind of is aligning with what your vision is. Um, You, sorry, continue. (laughs) Oh, I was just going to say like, as you go, yeah, you kind of get a feeling of like, you know, I think this needs a little bit more this. Um, and, And I don't know. I think that might be one of those things that come with time or you could write it out and plan it like, Oh, I need to make sure that this all is included. Right. 
Right. Um, you also mentioned because, I mean, I can see this as being a challenge um, as a soul creator because you don't have other people, you know, setting up the scene as you mentioned. You're often talking to the camera and setting up the scene that way. Do you have any advice for people that are like, don't know what to say or like how to get into that headspace of, you know, talking to camera and being comfortable with that? Because sometimes like when I first started to, I'd I'd watch it back and I'm like, this is so cringy. (laughs) I hate this. (laughs) Um, If that's the case, I would say own up to how silly and campy making adult content can be. Because there's a lot of times where I'm like, this character is just so silly. Like, this would (laughs) never happen. But then, like, I'm I'm the character, so I'm just going to go with it. And, like, I will add in, like, a little quip about, like, wait. Like, I will will break the fourth wall and and say something um, to kind of, like, reaffirm, like, yeah, we know it's silly, but you're not here for (laughs) that. Like, you're here just to enjoy yourself. Um, The other thing is, is if being, like, that in-depth in a role play is something that you don't enjoy doing, don't do it. You don't have to. Um, You could make it a lot simpler. You can put the focus more on the outfit or the action or anything else because there's going to be an audience that loves you for that. I actually get criticism because... um, my the way my videos are paced I mean I know it's just one like mean tweet but um yeah I mean not everyone jives with it uh the way that you know the rest of my fans do and and that's okay um so if there's parts that you don't like you don't have to make yourself do them or you can find ways to make it something that you do enjoy Totally. Yeah. Cause I feel like sometimes people are, are guilty of like trying to pigeonhole themselves or again, like this is what other people do. So this is what people must want. Um, but yeah, like I, I love that advice about what you said, like, don't, don't lean into that. Like there are other areas for you to focus on. There's so many different fans wanting different things out there. And that's like the luxury of like, <laughs> that's like what I love about our industry. Cause there's always someone else that will like love what you're doing. There's always like one person that doesn't like it. And then like a thousand others that are like, Oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. Like there's tons of people that love my, like the wit, my role play style, but there's tons of people that like, Oh, Oh my God, just skip to the action. That's all I want is the action. And if that's what you like, you're good at, Hey, you can, you have that niche and own it yeah and if you don't if fans don't like it there are other creators that are doing that exactly so (laughs) there's so many again super saturated so (laughs) like uh there's so many times where it's just like will you do this extreme thing and like no but there's so many wonderful people that do do it yeah yeah totally i mean that's another interesting conversation point as well that I didn't think about but like you know you don't have to accept every custom you don't have to push your own boundaries just you know for another paycheck but um like maybe let's talk about that too because I'm sure you've gotten many requests about hey can you do this a really extreme thing and you're like this makes me uncomfortable how do you navigate those conversations so 
I mean, ultimately, I know that there is some privilege in being able to turn down requests. Um, and I am super grateful for that. Uh, but it did come from a place of trying many, many things and being like, no, this was not fun. This did not go well. Um, or this really did not go well. (laughs) Um, and you know, like it's okay to push yourself to try new things. Uh, but listen to your body because your body will ultimately know what it's capable of and, and what it wants to do. Um, there's a lot of things that I, I can't do that I used to do when I was younger and first starting out. Um, so, you know what? It's okay. There's, yeah. again, a million other wonderful creators that can fill that that space and create that kind of content. Um but yeah, it's, it's okay to say no. And it's okay to say, I would not enjoy doing that. And I don't want to produce something that I'm not going to enjoy doing. Cause at the end of the day, mm-hmm. we are human beings. We're not a pro porn studio. We're not anal Queens. Um, that can like, we, we have very, very different limits and we're not pretty much for the most part, we're not trained to like take on every project. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. I, I know. I, it's frustrating sometimes, too, when when you feel obligated. Or maybe you're put into a position where you feel like you have to take everything. And I do understand that that can be a situation for folks as well. But um, what I love about this industry that we have the flexibility um, to create what we want to create um, and things that we enjoy. And I think that's really important that you've said that because we want to be enjoying the content that we're making and having fun with that. Like something I love about customs, just like, Oh my gosh, like the creativity that I get for some of my fans. It's just like, how did you come up with this very specific thing? And like trying to make that for them and make that fantasy come to life is just probably one of my favorite parts about this industry. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. I love for the most part. I love all my custom orders. I mean, there are some like frustrating ones uh, along the way, but I feel like that usually comes from like me struggling with getting the story exactly how I want it in relation to how they like described it to me. Um, but I, I like, I like dipping into different roles cause you know, B as like just a normal person is pretty boring and vanilla, but <laughs> B, when she has to be like, you know, a completely different person or a nurse or whatever, or stepmommy, um, you know, then, then it's, it's like, I get to be a whole new person for 15 minutes or actually like an hour and a half because that's what it takes to film. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> well, that's another thing too, is the planning aspect as well. Like you just knowing like this does take time and for you to understand that this is going to be a time commitment how has like, again, I keep asking you about your process because I'm really nerdy about this kind of stuff, but like, how has your process changed since like the beginning where you're like, okay, like I'm just kind of haphazardly doing things and not really taking note of time as to maybe something now that's a bit more structured or, or maybe it's not like that. (laughs) Tell us like how it is. (laughs) It's very different because when I first started, I was also juggling a full-time vanilla job and I look back and I do not know how I was able to like 
I was able to film like a couple customs before my shift. And I was like, how? how? In what world? <laughs> like, I mean, I get that like my filming process is, is much different nowadays um, and, and takes more time. But I just I'm blown away. Um, but uh, yeah, the big thing is like when I like I had mentioned earlier is that it used to be that I could just I a lot of filming on my phone. So I just set my phone up and record um, and just create enough content and do some like haphazard editing. Nowadays, there's setting up the lights, setting up the microphone, um, kind of setting aside what I'm going to wear and, and mentally at least planning out what I'm going to do. And the whole process to make sure everything is exact usually takes, for the most part, about 90 minutes. And then it's takedown and editing, um, which is a lot more than just trimming and like throwing a, a watermark on it nowadays. It's tuning like the audio to make sure it's nice and crisp and um, color correcting and all that fun stuff. Yeah, that takes a lot of time too. Like <laughs> lots of paying attention to minute detail. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> Do you, but, you have any Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, oh, what I was going to say is that also doesn't have to be the norm because again, there's that whole fan base out there that wants the like gritty amateur content because it feels more intimate and real. So, like Again, if doing that high production stuff is not your cup of tea and it just like mentally drains you thinking about it all, don't do it. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that too, because like I was going to say, because I do a mix of like, you know, photo shoots and stuff, but you know, I don't always have the money for photo shoots all the time. And I also don't have the time to collaborate with people to do photo shoots. Um, so I actually do like a little mix of like selfie action and, and like stuff, like really candid stuff like me in the hot tub or or whatever, and just keeping it really chill and almost like, you know, having that quote unquote realness <laughs> for fans. I don't know. <laughs> um, but that realness is, is very special. And like, mm -hmm. that's, that's what the fans want. Yeah. Again, going back to that, it's the personality that they're here for, not just like, I mean, yes, they are wanting the goods, but also they're here for you as well. So <laughs> it's really important. The question I was going to ask earlier um, is going back to your talking about editing. Is there any specific software that you use or have used before um, when you start, you know, when you're filming things on your phone and whatnot, or like, what do you currently use? So I use Final Cut Pro um, because I, I work on a Mac. Um, it's mm -hmm. a love-hate relationship sometimes. Yes, but it is. <laughs> uh, I mean, one of these days I'm like, I'm going to learn Da Vinci, um, which supposedly is once you master it, like you're, you're golden. But I'll oh get there gosh. someday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Gold. <laughs> uh, but like I started off with – forget what the, it's like movie maker magic or something that's like on a like right. part of windows um right. very like basic thing that was available um when I'm doing like small stuff on my phone I have um I think the app is called splice uh it's a paid app but it's not super expensive um but for the most part now I'll Im import and do everything in final cut 
just because I got a system. Yeah. And it's just like nice to see it on like a big screen and not just like your tiny phone screen. (laughs) If you know what I mean. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I do a lot of my photo editing on um, the 12 inch iPad Pro or the 12.9 inch iPad Pro. So it's like meaty to look at and be like okay I can I can edit out this pimple and like (laughs) zoom in and make sure that's perfect um and then for like my computer and like video editing I have uh two additional monitors so I'm like yeah deep in there (laughs) and that's why your work is so great and so admirable and enjoyed by many so (laughs) hopefully (laughs) we we all appreciate it we all appreciate it (laughs) Um, before we go into Q&A, what would be some of your most like helpful hints uh, or advice that you'd give to people just like in general? I think I really just want to reiterate is just personality. Sell your personality um, because, I mean, that yeah, we've, we've said it a whole bunch of times. That's that's what your fans are here for. So you can you can overcompensate any sort of like misgiving in, in your quality of work with just more personality. Trust me. I know (laughs) from experience. Um, But uh, the other thing is lighting is so critical. If, if you like really are just starting out, you have a phone, hopefully it's um, like even just an iPhone X or better or even just like one of the pixel, I think like the, I forget what pixel they're on, but like even like the three or four were taking really awesome photos. Um, so if that's where you're starting out, you're good. You like, you, you just get like in front of a nice window. So you get some natural light, even if your weather is crappy, which I know because I live in Seattle, like I got lots of cloudy days and terrible light, but you can still utilize what you can. Um, and start from there. If, if you have absolutely nothing, you can, you have the basics and then you can just kind of build up as you go. Um, so there is truly no like barrier of entry. If you're playing around with lighting and posing and figuring out what kind of garners the best response from your fan base. Um, and then you can, you can be the next overnight success. Like Yay. easy peasy. Love okay, that. maybe not that easy peasy, but yeah, <laughs> it still work. It still work, people who are listening. <laughs> but it becomes easier. Is what B's trying to say. It gets easier, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, like if, if you like take care of all the things that I struggled with, like the first several years, and if you like get past that, you're you're gonna be in much better uh, starting position. There we go. (laughs) Well, B, there's been a lot of questions that came in from the audience, and I feel it might be time to go into that. So why don't we jump into some Q&A from the folks from Twitter, since my Instagram is down, and I will reboot that at some point, but I'm also very apprehensive about going back on Instagram, so bear with me. (laughs) But let's go into some questions here. The first one is, B has amazing backdrops. How does she manage them? And how did it progress from a simple paper roll to the ones she uses now? I still have lots of paper rolls. Um, (laughs) In fact, this weekend, I'm installing one of those fancy, like, pulley systems for the mall. Um, And I'm very excited. Um, 
because I'm a nerd. <laughs> and that's what <laughs> excites me. Um, but uh, outside of that, I mean, it's just kind of pulling together ideas and you can do a lot with like just some curtains or like just putting some nice props in your space to like create a story that like comes together. Um, I've also added peel and stick wallpaper to a lot of spaces in my workplace um, and just kind of creating little like nooks. Like, I mean, my, my whole, my like dream is to have a warehouse where you could have like lots of like um, rooms and things uh, to just create different scenes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's lots of little things that you can add to like make it more, I don't know more of an enclosed story or encapsulate something. Love that. Love that. Um, I'd love to hear you pick her brain about photography when she's behind and in front of the camera. She is so talented. That is a statement, but like, yeah, is there anything you want to say about that? (laughs) Not really a question, but a statement. Um, I mean, if you are at the place where you can afford a camera, like a fancy camera, um, I mean, there's lots of great used options in like the thousand dollar range. So it is an investment and you can go up until like the five or $10,000 range for a really, really fancy camera and lens and whole rig and setup. Um, but um, it's really fun to get into. There is a learning curve. I found out my very first digital camera was actually in 2020. So this has all what? been a three year process. Oh, dang. Like, oh, my gosh. That's crazy. many meltdowns <laughs> along <laughs> the way. Um, so I guess behind the camera, except that it's a learning curve. And, and just like any other art form, you kind of just take what you can um, and learn as you go. I personally love the quality of film photos versus or like digital camera versus your iPhone because your um, well, cell phone, <laughs> camera phone, what those things. <laughs> yeah. um, there's just a lot of data processing that's like creating the picture rather than the actual like camera sensor. Uh, capturing the photo. So I, I think the colors are more true and like the depth is like a little bit more there. So if you can get into getting a nice camera, do it. If you can let yourself learn, have fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it's something that I'm really passionate about. Um, I'm a big gear nerd. Um, I will happily photograph anyone anytime. Um, but yeah, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. I mean, is there any specific camera that you're using now or cameras that you're using now or equipment that you want to just shout out quickly? Uh, so it's kind of a, a little joke amongst like other like camera people or at least my camera friends or photographer <laughs> friends. But I like shooting on, I have a Fuji film. I have an X-T form and an X-H-S2, um, which Fuji is like not like one of like the fancier brands. Usually it's like Sony or Canon. Um, so my friends all make fun of me, <laughs> but I'm like, the colors are better. The colors are so much better. Um, it's true. I promise. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love it. I think it's a really great camera for what I do and what I use it for. Um, so I would recommend it. It's not for everyone though. If you have the budget, you know, you might be happier with, um, a Sony or Canon 
it just there's a camera for everyone just like everything yeah, else exactly <laughs> um yes um uh, what equipment okay the next question and the next question after that are similar so i'll just read them out at the same time um what equipment and online tools does she find indispensable is one and then the similar question is for those starting out what are the top three tech things you'd recommend purchasing for content creation cameras lighting etc um let's see wait can you redo the first question again yeah for sure um what equipment and online tools does she find indispensable ah uh well i would say my laptop um i have the the big max chip the m1 max i think um anyways i have a hefty boy macbook pro um so it makes editing much faster than a lot of things and i it's like my baby um because i edit so much uh video on my uh laptops um so that one it was critical i would say you know love hate relationship with final cut pro uh my camera (laughs) is important to me um i think something a camera with really good autofocus especially if you are doing everything yourself um A camera with a flip screen is super beneficial. Um, Sorry, another kitten (laughs) flew by. Um, Camera with a flip screen and lighting um, and my laptop, I would say, would be the things that that I live and die by. So I'm sure there's others along the way, but those are the three that come to mind right now. And then when starting out, I mean, I'm going to say it a million more times, but lighting. (laughs) (laughs) This is a Uh, major takeaway, people. Major takeaway is lighting. (laughs) No, like, like, I I wish my old content before it was just so poorly lit. I promise (laughs) you, adding some good lighting. (laughs) I know this from experience. Um, my friend, I'm going to make him listen to this pod and, and so he can like be proud of me for teaching (laughs) me about lighting. Um, his teachings will like (laughs) proliferate and everyone will know about lighting. Um, but yeah, there's, again, like we have talked about, there's not a huge barrier for entry as long as you're figuring out the basics, like making sure you're well lit and capturing your best angles, Um, making sure like the space is is tidy um, unless that's the look you're going for. Um, But yeah, there's a lot, like even if you have like Facetune on your phone or like just some editing apps on your phone to start out with, there's, you have a lot of options. Um, I learned from experience when I was first doing stuff Try not to be heavy handed with your editing, Um, but also that is a look that does resonate with some people. So you don't have to actually listen to everything I say. (laughs) (laughs) These are still really great words of advice and, you know, things are going to resonate differently with different people. So these are all nuggets. People listening, take what you can. (laughs) Yeah, here are my my nuggets that I'm dropping for you guys, um, for you all. Um, but just know that nothing is a hundred percent, um, that there really is like an audience for everything. 
So don't be shy about like just being yourself. Totally. Love that. <laughs> um, this person also wrote in, for solo content, how do you keep things fresh and interesting since you're filming on your own? Um, I do rely a lot on customs um, to come up with great ideas. Sometimes I might have a nugget of good idea on my own. <laughs> sometimes. Um, sometimes <laughs> I like filter in like just silly stuff. Um which maybe not might not be the best like performing, but you know, it keeps things interesting and fresh. Uh, a lot of times I, so actually on my OnlyFans page, uh, once a month, I um, open it up for ideas and I will create one role play based on like whatever gets pulled, like whatever idea everyone else likes, I will do it. And everyone gets that video on my feed. Um, so it's a great way because there's also other ideas and I'm like, okay, I can remember that and I can incorporate like parts of that role play idea in something else because I know people like it, even if it wasn't like the winning video idea. Um, so asking your fan base for new ideas is really helpful. Um, and the other big thing is art imitates life. So I pull from either personal experiences, not necessarily like current events because I'm usually working a month ahead um so or if it's my clip schedule it's like almost like eight months ahead wow. um <laughs> well I just I love I'm slow that. with releasing stuff uh, <laughs> wow, um, so organized though so organized I love it no I just make a lot of content <laughs> <laughs> I'm always working for better for worse the hustle's I, real um, <laughs> But um, yeah, just lots of, there's lots of things that you can pull inspiration from. Also just scrolling like Instagram and seeing artsy things, even if it's like completely unrelated to adult content creation, like, oh, this is a beautiful like artwork. Um, you know, they, like the way those flowers are, I'm going to like save that and like come back to it later and incorporate it into something that I do. Um, yeah, there's, there's lots of there's lots of inspiration out there. I love that. <laughs> and the last question here, B, is what is something about yourself you'd like others to know about you that they might not already? Oh. Uh, <laughs> that one's so tough. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I guess if you don't know me enough, because I, I try and be, like, as candid and real. Um and I know that like the world of, of, of social media is that we're always putting on our best face. Um, but it's okay to like doubt yourself. It's okay to like feel like you're struggling. It's okay to feel like, oh my gosh, my stuff looks like garbage when it, it doesn't. Trust me, mm -hmm. it doesn't. Um, <laughs> but like we all go through those moments of self-doubt like so much. And I get it a lot like super mm -hmm. bad imposter syndrome, um, mm -hmm. like meltdown because everything's going wrong. And I think the only thing that I want people to know is I, I experience that. And if you experience that too, it's completely okay. It's part of the process. And, you know, no matter what you come out with, whatever the end result with, it's not garbage and people will love it. Yes. Yes. 
don't be so self-critical. Sometimes like we are our worst, we are the worst critics sometimes. We're so hard on ourselves all the time and imposter syndrome is completely real. And just know that at the end of the day, like you are human, like you have feelings and you have, sometimes you just need to take a break and refresh and stuff too. So I'm really glad that you mentioned that because sometimes I know a lot of people get really inside their head a lot. So take a step back, breathe. You got this. (laughs) Yes. We're rooting for you. We're rooting for you. (laughs) But with that being said, B, it was so lovely chatting with you. But where can we all find you? Oh, it really depends on what, where you want to find me. But the easiest thing to do is to either Google me, B York, B E A Y O R K, or B York.com, um, and figure out what platform suits you best. I would love a follow or whatever, or just, I don't know. If you ever want to talk about gear, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> that's an invitation now so your dms are going to be flooded <laughs> well i mean <laughs> i mean your dms are already flooded so let's be real but it'll be about it'll be about camera gear <laughs> exactly which is great no unsolicited dick pics please <laughs> but for everyone else listening at home um this is stripped by sia this is me um if you want to get in touch with me it is where can you find me now? Stripped by Sia on Twitter, strippedbysia.com. I'm on my patreon.com slash strippedbysia. Please follow my Instagram. It, it does exist. Uh, stripped by Sia podcast now. Since the other one was deleted, I can never, no longer get that back anymore. Um, I will be posting some content on there, especially with all this fun video clips that I'm making here. I'm usually really using we're recording in August, but this is released in September, but I am working a lot in August to get that all scheduled out and ready to go. But please, um, a follow would be lovely there because I lost all the subscribers that were on there before. Wah, sad face. But it is new episodes every single Sunday dropping at, um, or at the time is it midnight <laughs> Pacific Standard Time. That's where I live. And um, if you want to get in touch with me, you want to pitch yourself to be on the show, again, there's a contact form on there or just DM me on Twitter and we can try to work out something. But pitch yourself. I really want to hear some cool fascinating topics that we can one day bring on the show because I know a lot of you are all burning to hear so many vast topics um, in the world of sex. But B, it was so lovely chatting with you today. I am so excited to... Oh, yeah, no problem. I'm just really excited to release this and I hope everyone else got some takeaways from that. But thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate you sharing your expertise today. Hopefully it helps. You're listening to Stripped by Sia, hosted, produced, and edited by Steph Sia, music by Ted D, graphic design by Maria Bellandarama, and photography by Ian Davern.